Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the podcast uh, with Reverend Matthew DeLeon. I have a special guest, my oldest daughter, <laughs> Christinda Alexis Garcia. Say hello, Chris. Hello. I call, I call her Chris. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to have her uh, here with me. Uh, we've done ministry since, well, since she was two and a half years old. And mm-hmm. ever since then, just been together yep. from evangelism to uh, youth ministry. Worship. Worship. That's right. Now she's leading our worship at Powerhouse Church. Yep. So or really quick here, if you hear like airplanes and cars <laughs> and some sound of wind, we're out in our back patio enjoying this beautiful weather recorded this podcast yep perfect weather perfect weather so chris if you don't mind go ahead and talk about yourself here just for for a few moments here sure um i have been married for actually next month will be three and a half years okay um i didn't know that all right (laughs) (laughs) you should have you walked me down the aisle okay okay um let's see i am a new mommy um to violet joy and she was born September 7th. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, a cutest little thing. <laughs> I'm sure if you don't have Facebook, if you have Crescenda Garcia as your friend, or if you do, I should say, you would know what she's talking about. <laughs> the beautiful little girl. Yes, yeah, she has been exactly that. Just joy to everybody she meets. And actually has been a really blessing to bringing us closer to family that we weren't really close to mm, before. So um, that's, good. that's been awesome to see um, her kind of... Not on purpose, of course, right. um, but just kind of build that bridge and um, us get closer to just people in our family that we weren't that close to before. That's good. Um, I am an accountant. I went to college. Yes, you did. And graduated with an accounting degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love numbers mm-hmm. and I like things done right. And yes, very, very, very efficient. I will say very, is very efficient. Very detail oriented. Yes. Maybe too much. My husband would probably tell you maybe a little too much, but <laughs> we'll have him next week. Right. Talking about this. Oh, maybe let's not. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, and I am the oldest of, um, I have three sisters mm-hmm. and I love being a big sister. Yeah. I don't know if they love how, uh, controlling maybe yeah. I can be at uh, times. No, you're not controlling. I but. just think you like order. And I do. And I love my sisters. And I am pr- I can be maybe a little uh, overprotective at times. I of think them. so, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love being a part of the family that I have and right. the church family that we have. And yes, there you go. Yeah, just really thankful that um, during all this time that we've had our friends and family just check in with us and even just bless us. Yeah. Um, with words of encouragement or whatever other things that they've been able to bless us with. So, yeah, just and, nice. And you have a testimony, you know, of going to college yeah. and, and uh, rededicating your life to the Lord. Now, my message this past Sunday, I, I talked about that. But what revelation um, really stood out to you that God gave you when you came back home from college? You know, one thing that you told me that even sometimes now I think back of is that I had to be you told me something but because I needed to be humbled but you told me I know nothing mm-hmm. and I think I need it not I think I know I needed that like almost verbal slap in the face sure. that you know I think as um you know I didn't I wasn't born into a Christian family or home mm-hmm. you and mom weren't even married yet but right. as I grew up of course I grew up in church and mm-hmm. stuff and I think sometimes um you know young people who have been churched and grown up with parents who know the Lord that we piggyback on their relationship with the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. And I think 
that it's so easy for us to think we know everything because you guys know it, right. you know? Sure, and so sure. by default, I think, well, what my parents know, you know. I got that revelation, which yeah. it wasn't a direct revelation. Maybe, you know, you and mom sharing with us what the Lord's taught you, right? but that wasn't something that I specifically gained from the Lord, you right. know? So right. I think that this generation of churched young people that's a, a thing that they I really believe that they have to find for themselves is yes. their own revelation. I mean, yes. there's people I know in their thirties, yes. maybe even forties, who are still relying on their parents right. for okay, what do you think I need to do instead of mm-hmm. being okay, no, you, you know, them yeah. going to God directly. Yeah, their and own so person. just to go back to what you're asking, like I know for a fact that I needed to know that I didn't know everything. And yeah. I actually I know I knew nothing. Yeah. Because I I know there were times in my life that um I was very sensitive to the Holy Spirit and I knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were, you know, that time that I walked away and kind of did what I wanted to do. Right. I was just, um, you know, living my life based off of what I remembered, what you guys told me. Yeah. Instead of that direct revelation of God. Yeah. One of the things I, men- uh, I mentioned in the, in the message I ministered was that you said that you're living your Christianity through me mm-hmm. in that. So in other words, you're serving Jesus mm-hmm. through mom and dad. Right. As opposed to yourself. Right. And so that was one of the things that I know that ministered to me when you got that revelation, mm-hmm. because I never had that, you know, growing up. My right. dad wasn't saved. My mom was. Yeah. But her version of salvation, no disrespect to my mom, was um, emotional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So she felt good. We all felt good. <laughs> she was mean. We were all like on the edge. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you grew up in it. Oh, we'll talk about Christina. We went. She part that part of the testimony she mentioned earlier. She didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, Carol and I, we had Christina. Um, at, a, at a wedlock, and then two years, two and a half years later, we got married. Mm-hmm. Carol got, uh, she got saved, and I got saved, mm-hmm. and so we ended up getting married. Yeah, and it was all through God. It right. wasn't because I felt obligated and she felt obligated. Right. It was something that God had ordained. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not advocating you need to marry because you have kids. <laughs> exactly. I'm not advocating that, but I am married. Talking about is doing the will of the Father. Right. But I'm also not advocating having kids outside of wedlock. So <laughs> let's get that clear. Yeah, let me get that very, very clear. We were going according, according to scripture. Yes. But we had good people counseling Carol and good people counseling me mm-hmm. prior to the marriage. Right. You know, prior to even having a relationship, mm-hmm. and that was so beneficial. Yeah. Because the the mantle of one of the men that I, the mentors told me is that just because you had a child together didn't mm-hmm. mean you got to marry her. Mm-hmm. And I grew up my mom telling me you mm-hmm. got to marry her now. Right. But I knew in my heart. That wasn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Not at that time, at not, least. Not that time. Yeah. My, I wasn't serving the Lord. She wasn't serving the Lord. She was very uh, strong according to, she was very strong about her Catholic ways because mm-hmm. that's where her mom fed her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't believe in Catholicism. You know, I have some Christianity in me. Right. You know what I mean? As far as some of the teaching and, and understanding about that. But outside of that, it was, uh, I just knew we weren't ready for marriage. We were right. still kids. Right. We we're still kids. So we, and I needed to grow up mm-hmm. for sure. So. Yes. So in any case, uh, what we're going to go ahead and talk about is something that has been around since the beginning of man. Mm-hmm. It's been around. We know that hatred's been around. Unforgiveness has been around. Lies have been around. Yeah. We know that cheating has been around. And I'm sure you can you think of anything else besides those things that have been around, the kind of the evils of, of the flesh and desires that have been around? I feel like you covered the main thing. I, I think so. I think <laughs> I, I really have. But the quiet one, mm-hmm. we want to talk about the quiet um, sin, mm-hmm. the quiet sin that can tear a kingdom apart, tear families apart, tear relationships apart. Right. And that one is called envy, mm. envy. 
And I have a definition of envy before we go to Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. The definition of envy is to be jealous of somebody else's victory, mm-hmm. to be jealous of somebody else's strength. Right. And I, when I think about somebody else's strength, you mentioned yourself and your strengths. And some of your siblings don't have right. those strengths. Right. And as a parent, I've seen the envy like, Dad, you favor Crescenda mm-hmm. more than me because you talk longer with her. Right. No, that's not the case at all, sweetie. We just have something in common about that subject. Right. But in their eyes, and without them realizing, it was envy. Right. Again, that's the definition is to be jealous of someone else's strength, somebody else's superiority. I like what um, my Bible has a little like uh, dictionary in the back of it. Yeah. And envy says discontent or resentment because of another's success, mm-hmm. advantage, or superiority. Exactly. Exactly. Again, because you're born first. Uh, in fact, you're born first. Yeah, two and a half. You begin to grow with your mom and I. Exactly. So when mom got saved, you were born right. already. You're already mm-hmm. a year and a half, you know, of age. Right. So you kind of grew up with her in regarding her salvation. Yeah. You saw her grow up in her salvation. It's. I mean, we joke about it, but how I would always tell you guys when you celebrate an anniversary, I celebrate too because right, I was, right. there. I was, was there. I was. I was in the wedding, and yeah. I mean, I know that. I joke around about that, but I do think that to a degree that I don't think I realized I brought some of that into my marriage because right. certain things that you and mom went through, like I felt that I went through too. Like, right. okay, I learned from it. And, and my husband who's, you know, grew up in a divorced home, like mm-hmm. I was like, wait, don't you know this already? He's like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, and, and right. me having to be that, okay, you know what? Like, let me show you what, or let me, um, share with you what my parents went through that I learned from right. just as a bystander as yeah. you know your kid yeah, that right. lived in the home that we didn't have very thick walls so I heard right. everything the and arguing, I arguing the yelling and yeah yes. yeah absolutely yes and I and because of that I'm so thankful that I've been able to take those um some of those things into my marriage yeah and honestly sometimes without even realizing it yeah and certain things that I'll talk to my husband about and I'll kind of reflect back and think oh wait I got that from my parents yeah but it's been there for so long just seeing how you and mom you exactly. know, live your marriage. Because you saw us argue, but you also saw us resolve it. Exactly. So you saw the good, but you also, I'm sorry, you saw the bad, but then you saw the good. And one thing that I, I saw that I, I will never take for granted was um, the, the uh, how do you say it, the maturity in the years. Yes. I, I yeah. remember when, you know, being little in Visalia um, in our house on Locust, yeah. how you would discipline me then. And then, you know, back in, or now in Bakersfield, um, and when I was in junior high, high school, how you disciplined me, you know, at that point yeah. and just seeing the differences and because of you growing, because of me growing, yeah, you know, yeah. so. And again, you were growing with us. Exactly. And it wasn't just your mom growing, it was myself exactly. growing. But one thing I realized that's a part of growth is hunger. Mm-hmm. You have to hunger for it. Right. And I know that your mom and I really, really were hungry for it. And how we know that is by the people we hung out with. Yeah. They were way smarter than we were. <laughs> They were way wiser than we were, mm-hmm. and they've come a long way, and they have testimony to testimony, you know, verifying that for themselves. But we loved what we loved about them is that they were they were like teachers right. for us, and we were teachable. Yeah. And so we we absorbed what they had to offer, mm-hmm. which allowed us to grow up. Because at the age of thirty, I was already an associate minister. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I love what First Timothy chapter one verse twelve says: "Because of your faithfulness, O Lord, you've put me into this ministry." And I think one thing that kind of ties back into what we're talking about envy is one thing I think that you have always done a really good job at is look at somebody else's strengths and say like instead of saying like I want it, like how did you get you, you, yeah, your question? Yeah, yeah. You come from like where did you get there? For you, for one example, is like eating. Mm-hmm. You know. 
um, you could admire somebody who has, you know, who's kind of chiseled and, yeah. and be like, oh, whatever, and still eat your potato chips. Or you can say, how did you get there? Yeah, exactly. And learn from it. And you have. I mean, yeah. you've been disciplined in your eating. and I've been trying. <laughs> you know, and I know this whole quarantine has not been, you know, on our side at times because of I the eating what, situations. Yeah. But yeah. Grubhub and all of the places. Right. Like, you know, I'm filling a hamburger and do nothing. Late night pizza. Yeah. 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 But I think one thing that you have done a great job at, and I know people, even in our church and our family, can always attest. I mean, they joke around that you're Benjamin Button because you look so young uh-huh. for your age. But that's... that goes because of your faithfulness and your taking sure. care of yourself and you've learned from people who have been successful at yeah, it and taking exactly. care of their, their bodies so exactly i like to read something just kind of go along with what we're talking about again it's in genesis chapter 4 verses 4 through 8 uh do you have what version you have sweetie in yours nlt nlt would you mind reading that one there yeah your version there she's as she's thumbing through uh find that scripture again i want to read it one more time what's been throughout all generations is hatred unforgiveness lies and cheating but the quiet one to me after reading this devotional mm-hmm. it is envy yeah i you know after reading this chris i realized that there's still parts of my life that i still envy mm-hmm. now you see the strengths about myself right those seem to shine praise god for that yes but i realized after i read this because i shared this with you mm-hmm. in fact i texted this to you and lorenzo your husband mm-hmm. and the rest of my daughters right and then what you didn't know is i also sent it to sam our you know our lead guitarist uh, okay and she texted me back she's like wow matthew that <laughs> was awesome it really was it really yeah exactly mm-hmm. and so what i'm about to read to you guys i pray it's inspiration to you as well so it was genesis 4 yeah verses 4 through 8 Abel also brought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Mm -hmm. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. Mm -hmm. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Wow. And we see what envy can do right. if it's not being taken care of. The Lord said, you have to master it. Mm-hmm. But I love, what, he's, I love what, what the Lord always does. He always asks questions. Right. That means when he does that, he's, he's making us and he's forcing us to search our heart and mm-hmm. our motives. Mm-hmm. Because he said this, if you do, what do you, I'm sorry, let me see what here. If thou do what's right. Won't you be accepted? Mm-hmm. So in other words, Cain, think about your motives when you're giving me your offering. There's right. a reason why. Now, it's interesting. In the King, in the New King James Version, there says that lo- the Lord respected Abel's mm-hmm. and did not respect Cain's. Okay. okay? You know what that word respect means? Mm-hmm. It means thank you. Wow. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Okay. So the Lord was saying to Cain, to Abel, thank, thank you. you. Wow. And and uh, the silence that Cain heard was no thank you. And so to me, Cain was like, wait a second, aren't you grateful for my gift? Right. And so instead of being, um, you know what, you know, Abel, what are you doing different, buddy? Mm-hmm. What can I, what are you doing different that God's accept, God's saying thank you to you, right. but he's not saying thank you to me. What, what's the difference? Because it's very emphatic that Abel says that, that the Bible says this about Abel is that he gave him the first portion of his offering. Mm-hmm. So in other words, so he was a keeper of what the um, of the sheep or where was it out here? Abel, uh, well, it said Cain has his crops. Abel gave a lamb. Yeah, it was so it was the first fruit of the livestock that he mm-hmm. had, right? Right. And so we see that Abel was very, uh, how can I say this? Um, 
he thought a lot about what he was going to give to God. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Cain, from what it, from what we read here, mm-hmm. it was like, you know what? I'm going to give God this portion. Yeah. I'm not saying that it wasn't the best, but he's not saying that it was the worst. Well, and I think it's it's interesting that you say that because it says right here, Abel also brought a gift, the first, the best of the firstborn lambs. There it is. But Cain, and then just one verse previously, it said Cain presented some of his crops, some of his crops, not the first, there not the best. Yes. Not, like you said, like it, it specifically says here, Abel brought the best of the firstborn lambs while mm-hmm. Abel or excuse me, while Cain presented some, just some of the crops, yeah. you know? Yeah. And to me, I just got the analogy was you're saying that, Chris, it was that there's a gift I can think about, I can give you, right? right. I, I, I think about Chris and I think about this one gift and I give it to you. Yeah. Or someone gives me a gift, I re-gift it mm-hmm. and then give it to you mm-hmm. and you knew, you saw that gift somewhere else. Right. And you saw it. Right. To me, you wouldn't be thankful. Yeah. And I think that's what the Lord was trying to, the message that God was trying to send to Cain. Right. You're regifting a gift here. Yeah. In other words, you're not giving me your very best. Right. You weren't thinking about me like Abel was thinking about me. Right. You know, I have four kids, you know, and mom gets the majority of those gifts for you guys, <laughs> right? But she is the most thoughtful yeah. woman. On occasion, though, I will say that I will think about each and every one of you for right. Christmas. And I think, you know what? This is Chris. This is Lorenzo. Yeah. This is Amanda. This is this is Jaylene. This is Lizzie. And this is Travis. Mm-hmm. I think about those. But your mom thinks about you all the time. And I think that's evident having now having Violet. I mean, how right. many times has she came back from the store with a gift for her? Already? Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. And, Grandma, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Grandma loves gifts. And she doesn't even show me. She just, <laughs> In fact, she's got to the point where Violet shows up. Look what grandma got you. Uh huh. I don't even know she even got it. Right. But that's grandma. She's Absolutely. always thinking about the fr- the best. Yeah. The best. Because and, and I think one thing that you said, I, I believe actually you said this, but, um, Abel knew God so well mm-hmm. that he knew what to give him, and yeah. I think that, you know, how many times, you just I guess just in um you know our, our personal relationships with people with you for instance sure um you know I I could just. You know, somebody else would just give you like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, but because I know you so well, having conversations with you that I know what to give you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. That's true. And so, I mean, it's easy just to give somebody a gift. You know, anybody can give a gift card. Right. But it takes, you know, a meaningful, a meaningful gift requires a relationship with somebody, requires time that you've spent with that person. Yeah. You know, tears, laughter. Yeah. And to me, you're bringing another subject and it's called trust. Yeah. When you do that, people start trusting you with things, information, uh, deeper relationship. Yeah. And and to me, that's what Abel had with the Lord. Mm -hmm. He had his trust. Right. Because of the kind of gifts that he brought to God. Yeah. Just one thing that I just want to say quickly that just a memory um, I believe it was for either Mother's Day or one of mom's birthdays that Amanda built mom a birdhouse. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, mind you, I don't know what I got mom, but <laughs> I just because I have a job, I'm sure mine was the most expensive just yeah. because I work, you know, yeah. and I was able to afford yeah. that. But Amanda's was still in high, she was still in high school. Right. And she built mom a birdhouse from in her woodshop class. Yeah. And yes. mom just bawled her eyes out because That's mom loves right. birds. And mm-hmm. I just think how beautiful that is because that represents kind of this whole cane enable like yes. you know amanda it, it took time for her yes. it was she gave her very best she built this you know yeah. i know she practiced i think she said she started building one before and it, it broke it or whatever yeah. and so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but she she knows mom so well yes. and she gave this her very best gift that she could give as a 17 year old or 16 year old whatever in high school right and because of that you know mom took it i mean you, lo- you yeah, loved, and she it. loved it exactly and it could have been easy for you to think 
why didn't I make something? Exactly. Or Jaylene or Lizzie, why didn't I make something? And mom's like, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you bought an expensive gift because you thought about her. Right. Amanda made something because she couldn't afford anything. Yes. But so she used her hands and brought a gift. I just, yeah, I, I love that. I love thinking back to that moment, just how, you know, some people might look like that's a birdhouse like what right. but the fact that because amanda has spent so much time with mom and knows mom yeah. so well yeah that that gift meant way more to her than absolutely like a thousand dollar purse or whatever it was you know that exactly. birdhouse in that moment was just and that's what i appreciate about your mom too it's not about the price right it's about the gift yeah and, and the same could be said about our heavenly father exactly it's not about the price uh, yeah. it's about your heart absolutely so i like to read this too here uh, sometimes you must defeat the enemy of envy by admitting that someone else is doing something better than you are. Mm-hmm. Again, it's admitting that. Mm-hmm. We have to swallow pride, acknowledge that a brother is enjoying a greater blessing because he's walking in greater obedience or greater wisdom. But I will say this. Sometimes you must defeat it. I'm sorry, in regards to admitting. I will say for myself, sometimes I look at other people. I, I look at their longevity. Mm. So it's not always the fact that I see that they're being successful. Yeah. But I look at the longevity and think, they've been doing this for a long time. Right. And so if there's anything I envy is their longevity, which mm. I have to get rid of. It's like, okay, I'm just starting here or mm-hmm. I'm just new at this. Right. And it's thinking, and it's, it's going to take that long to get there. I'm right. like, no. God's like, get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that mentality. You're going to go at your own pace. Exactly. And enjoy, enjoy the ride. And it's so it's so funny that you say that because I I have struggled with that myself personally. Just seeing certain friends and you know they're already here. These these milestones yeah. that we have in our lives that I feel yes. like we judge success. Well, if you yes. have this many kids, if you buy a house by this age, yes. if you go to this on this many vacations and whatever, yeah. and instead yeah. of looking at those big milestones, yeah. and oh my gosh, that person did that in five years. Like you just said, like the Lord's telling us, you're gonna do this at your own pace. Exactly. You know and just enjoy the ride i mean mm-hmm. i wanted to graduate college from earlier and it, that yes. didn't happen but because that but because of the journey that i went on i met my husband and because of that now we there have our is. daughter exactly and, you know just enjoying that ride and enjoying that process and mm-hmm. not rushing it and yeah. not and like you like we're talking about not envying somebody mm-hmm. because you also don't know what it they went through to get where they are. Exactly. And you might not envy that process, it, you know? That's very good. And to me, I mean, think about where you found your husband. Mm-hmm. Where'd you find him at? In um, uh, a Bible study. Yeah. Mike, why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew the, the location. But it was, it was yes. called The Crew or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was called The Crew. And so you think about the process of which of uh, the restoration that you had to go through, right? Right. And you found yourself at a Bible study a yeah. year and a half later. Would you say uh, after coming home? Yeah, maybe a year and a half, two years. Yeah, later, okay. Yeah. So you weren't in a relationship, right? And you realize, okay, you were pursuing one, like you're desiring one. Mm-hmm. You're desiring one. You want to be married already, and it wasn't happening. And God gave you revelation that you know what? Just take your time. Mm-hmm. Just take your time. Do you remember what I told you just probably a month before I met him? I was like, Dad, you know, if I don't get married, I'm okay. Right. Like, right. I was just I I was at a place where I was just so content with my life. Honestly. Yeah. I was just just content completely with with my job with even my you know our family i loved being home i was one of those people that i just enjoyed hanging out with you mom and the girls and and we find you in our bedroom late at night talking talking. now it's interesting because by this time your best friend emma is Mm -hmm. married it's married yep been for years and so think about had you not been close to the lord and Mm. you still you're desiring marriage right and you finally came to revelation that God says, just take your time. Right. Just enjoy where you're at, yes. right? 
It could you could have easily gone the other way and think, well, Emma's married. Yeah. My best friend. We're the same age. Right. And she's already married. Right. And they're enjoying their life together mm-hmm. with the, with the man of her dreams, so yeah. to speak. It's like, where's yours? Yeah. You've you've done all this work because you've done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Your restoration process was a lot of work. Right. But even still. You, you've known the Lord almost your entire life when mm-hmm. it comes to knowledge. And it's like you could have complained like Cain and said, you know what, well, God, here's here's my percentage of my time. You know, here's my thought mm-hmm. process. Here's my passions. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little bit here, a little bit there. No, you gave God everything to the right. point where you heard something. And then three months later, yes, he comes. <laughs> he, he's inquiring about you. You didn't even recognize. You didn't even notice him. Didn't even, I say recognize, but I bet notice. You didn't yeah. even notice him at no, first. No, not, not, especially not like that. I noticed his heart, you mm-hmm. know, and that's one thing one story that for another time but yeah yeah yeah. you know um that yeah you're right i did he was not like he walked in and because i wasn't looking for that you know i wasn't looking for which was proof that you rested in what god told you yeah and and one thing i did too is i like you were talking about trusting is i trusted you too because Mm -hmm. when he did come and he did start asking you know you for you know your approval and you yeah. know whatever else and i that. appreciated that as a father honestly that right there will gain brownie points with <laughs> any Major. father yeah absolutely <laughs> and and i trusted you and i mean i will never forget you know 2 weeks before I even got married. I remember and the conversation in the bedroom. We were, no, we were in the garage. You remember? In the garage? Yeah, I, I thought I we were in our room. I was working out or you were, one of us were working out and yeah. one of us went in there, whatever, but somehow we, were, we ended up in the garage and I, I'll never forget. I asked you like, dad, Two weeks before the wedding, so it must have been late August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you sure he's the one? Right. You know, and and at that moment, I literally was getting ready. Like, if my dad just even hesitates, I'm just gonna say, let's call it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we just just talking about trust that I just trusted you so much to know that you know. Yeah. Whatever you say. And, and to me, because I, I believe you learned from the first time, because the first guy that was pursuing you and you almost felt head head over heels for him mm-hmm. was that. Do you remember what I said about him? Mm-mm. The Lord showed me he's that he was weak. Oh right. Yeah. Yes. And so I mean, he was. He said he was a Christian. He's he loves the Lord. He has you know great ambitions for life. Yes. And when I met him again, we're talking about your college time. Yeah. You're in college, away in college, and I didn't even know that I was going to meet him. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that okay. there, there was a plan <laughs> that my dad's going to meet him. I know you, mom, kind of like conspired at a moment where I was going to meet this guy. Right. I had no clue. I was oblivious to it. Yes. And so when I say seen him, I thought. I don't even know this kid, but the Lord's already showed me something that he's weak. He's too right, weak. Right. And all of a sudden I thought, wait a second, this can't be the kid. <laughs> this can't be the one that my daughter's interested in. Right. I just remember, no, no joke. I'm not sure you mean, but I thought, Lord, my, my daughter's a looker. My daughter's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm thinking, here's his kid that it's like, he's not even good looking. But you know, and, and it's funny that we're talking about this because I really do believe it goes back to envy was because I think, you know, way in college I saw other people who were dating and oh, I did I envied there what they had there I envied you, you know the dates that I would see them going on yeah and just all yeah. these you know romantic almost hallmark like mm-hmm. you know um, almost unrealistic kind yeah of very thing. unrealistic and it wasn't even fair to him either because the expectations and everything that I was going through had yeah. nothing to do with him yeah it was exactly purely about me and exactly you know and I was envying I was envying what they these people, you know, their relationship, whether, right, right. And, and again, one thing about envy is you never see the full picture. There you know, is, you might see, you know, this millionaire and you envy what they have, but you, but do you envy how they got there? Do you even know how they got there? Yeah, exactly. And people like the destination. They just don't like the process. Exactly. And I think that, you know, in a good marriage, you see a good marriage who's been married, you know, you and mom, 20 plus years. Right. And someone can look at you and, and mom, oh my gosh, I'm so, I, I wish I had what you had. And, and if you just told them even yeah. just 
five minutes of your story. Oh, Lord Jesus. I don't, I know for a fact, I love you, mom, but I, I don't envy what you guys went through. Exactly. I love the marriage that you have, and I'm yeah. thankful that my husband and I are able to learn from it. it but I don't envy how you how you got there right you know and one and again one thing about envy you know you see a baby oh i want a baby do you envy the childbirth process do you envy the The labor pain labor i mean and that's i mean but it's all worth it and again envy you're blinded you're blinded to the truth again kind of going back to the scripture in genesis chapter four is that we see motives play a big key mm-hmm. into our life, into the offering. Let's go talk about the offering aspect of it. Right. Into the offering. You know, when I give my offerings, tithe and offerings to the Lord, I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know it loves the Lord. I know it blesses the Lord. I know that it, it honors the Lord. It glorifies the Lord. And so God doesn't question my heart there. It's where now where it does come into play is the offering part of it. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, here's my tithe, here's my 10%, and I'll give a little here. I've learned that when it came to guest ministers coming through our church, mm-hmm. it was always the $20 bill. It was always, <laughs> uh, okay, if I feel pretty good, a $100 bill. It wasn't until I became an associate that I realized, you know, Lord, I'm giving you even more. Yeah. I dropped, when we first moved here, we didn't, we had the money for it, but it was still more than I expected. It was $300. I'm like, that's a lot. Right. Th- then I began to realize, you know, Lord, I want to give whatever you tell me to give. Mm-hmm. And so I learned, you know, from the Lord that, you know, again, going back to Abel, and his mentality, right. I'm going to give you your desire, Lord. Yeah. Because I spend time with you, I realize you want the best. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you the best. Right. And so that's, I know I've, I'm still growing in that. I have not achieved that, yeah. but I'm still growing in that. Right. Absolutely. I think that, um, like you just said, it, it's easy. You know, and tithe is one thing. We know this is a set Tip, amount. Yeah, it belongs you know, to God. We know that. We know that. But offering requires you to know God. Okay, Lord, yeah. what are you What are you telling me right now to do? Yeah. You know, in, in my offering. and. Um, in my time, whatever that might look like. But again, yeah. you have to know, you need to know the Lord, know yeah. his heart to yeah. know what he desires. Exactly. And when we do that, we'll give it to him mm-hmm. without even, without even, without question, right. without question. We just give it to the Lord and we wait for the next opportunity to give him again mm-hmm. and again. And we're and again. excited about it. Exactly. And I think once as parents, because you know, you're going to know this now as your child grows up, is that they're going to see that and they're going to want that. Mm-hmm. It's like, mom, it, it becomes natural right. to them. It, you know, it said it becomes second nature. No, it becomes just natural. Right. It's not second nature. It becomes natural to, to vi-vi, to do what mommy does, to do what daddy does. Mm-hmm. And they're always giving. They're always witnessing. They're always sharing their faith. They're always talking about what God's done for them. And that just fuels a young child to do that because it fuels you. Mm-hmm. I remember with Gianji, one of your friends mm-hmm. in, uh, I think it was fourth or fifth grade, that you led her to the Lord. Right. You, you came running home <laughs> so excited saying you led your friend to Jesus. Right. It was such a blessing to me. I'm just lit up. I remember looking at Gianji and thinking, how do you feel, sweetie? She's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, and I think I'm excited for her, but yes. she's like, okay, yes. that's cool. Yeah. Whatever. What's for snack? Right. So moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. But you know, I, I know that, you know, at some point, you know, it was just, you're just modeling what your mom and I were doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one thing that I'm really excited about for Violet too, is that she is growing up with um, so many people. Yeah. And, and I think one thing, just talking about envy is I know personally for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, you talk about my sisters maybe envying me at certain times, but one mm-hmm. thing that I have seen, like Amanda, for instance, is very artistic. Yeah. You know, she can play the piano beautifully and yes. you know draws and writes and i know that i mean i i can write to a degree but the way that she does i yeah. have at points at times in my life envied mm-hmm. and just how sweet natured she can be right and and stuff and and realizing probably just a few years ago i never realized that she did envy me and yeah. because i looked at her thinking 
here's my younger sister and very I gifted. envy yes very gifted mm-hmm. and very sweet and everybody knew Amanda as a sweet and kind oh, I know and I'm just like oh why do I get this aggressiveness <laughs> from my dad why do I have to gravitate yeah, you're, to that you're kind of known as a bossy one going referring back Goodness, to Cinderella uh-huh. yes and I'm like oh why can't I just be these, you know, you see these Hallmark movies, a sweet, Woman. kind, little, you know, whatever. And and looking at my sister thinking she literally embodies, right. you know, right. she's not there yet. But the Proverbs 31 woman thinking, you know, I'm like, she's on her way there, Lord. I feel right. like I'm not even close. Right. And then talking to her later and, and realizing that she envied the boldness yeah. that I had. And yeah. even the relationship that you and I had, right. which that, and I'm thinking, don't envy. I mean, maybe look at our relationship and... And you can learn from it, but don't right. envy it because you and I also went through a lot we, to get to this oh relationship gosh, that we have. We did. We did. And uh, so, how many talks we have in the driveway after church? Oh, so many. And that so we were there for how for like hours. Yes. And mom's like texting me, "What's taking you guys so long yes. to get into the house?" And I think about just again our relationship. How yeah. you know we went through low lows and and high yeah. highs. You know, yeah. and, and just to get where we are now. And I will say because you know during that season it was just you just lacked understanding. You had questions that you know um, that as parents we tend to overlook, especially uh, me and your mom being in ministry. That I was just ministry oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was more focused at the church than I was in my family at times. Right. And you guys felt it to the point where a boy, when a boy did approach you, it's like a deer in headlights. What do I do? Yeah. I feel he's cute. I feel something. And so we had to talk those things out, mm-hmm. you know, because you saw your friends. Mm-hmm. They were dating in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, were, they were dating in junior high. Oh, yeah. And you want to go to the parties. And I'm like, no, sweetheart. You're like, why? Very angrily because you were watching them. They're going to parties, Dad. Yeah. And some of them are saved. It's like, I don't care, sweetie. And looking at certain of those, some of those people now, not all of them, but some of those who went to those parties and looking at their lives now, I do not envy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because, exactly. because it's, it's. You know, like you talk about the journey, it is those journeys, or excuse me, the the journey and just seeing where those people are and maybe how many kids they have from different people. And and I am so thankful that, you know, because you and mom um, were, and at that time in high school, I did envy my other friends, like you said, because their parents would let them go here or there. I'm telling you. And now looking at our lives now, I am so thankful that you and mom, you know, stayed the course and were firm. Yeah. Because... I am thankful for the life that I have. And truth be told, I could have been envious, you know, with other parents who were not as strong in their Christian faith because they were successful. I could mm-hmm. look at their success, right. their vehicles, their the house, money. thinking, man, you yeah, the money aspect, aspect of it. And I thought, I want to do what they're doing. But when I when I saw them, Chris, I saw a compromise. Right. Their kids were rebellious. Their daughters were wearing things they should not be wearing. Right. Having conversations I can hear from yeah. distance they shouldn't be having. And I thought, you know what? Nah, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue living my life. I will not look like the popular dad or the popular husband, but I don't care. There's going to be only one head of the household, and that's going to be me because it's biblical. But I'm not going to be like a like a ruthless, domineering mm-hmm. force. I tried that once, you know, right. and the Lord, he, he really did help me on that one. And uh, But now it's all about listening. Mm-hmm. It's all about um, compromise with your mother. But it's really about uh, follow through with my kids right. and, and being that example yeah. every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I can attest to that, that, you know, seeing you, you and mom throughout the years. I mean, I know it wasn't easy because right. being a parent now and being a wife now, I. It's it, work. It is. And it's. Yes, and it's being consistent, and yes. you know that's what we're learning already with, with our five and a half month old baby is being consistent even with as little as she is. Right. But you know, I know that you know it's going to be worth it. It is in the long run, it's worth it. So as we conclude this podcast, listener, we just encourage you. 
you know, to really understand where your heart is at when it comes to envy. When you mm-hmm. look at, you can, you, you may know somebody right now that's that's familiar with you, or you're familiar with them, and re- you're envious right. of who they are as a person. You're envious of their marriage. Yes. You know, uh, Carol and I had people, uh, women, Carol's friends actually talked about how they wish they had me as their husband, mm-hmm. or a husband like myself, I should say. Forgive me, husband like myself. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm like. You know what? If they would just stay faithful to the Lord yeah. and just focus on Him, yeah. you know, they would have the desires of their heart. Mm-hmm. Mom got her desires. Exactly. They have different desires, but they look at they're looking at me thinking, I like a man like that. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. They have their own desires. Exactly. I think there's I think there's strengths that they're looking at thinking that's what I would admire mm-hmm. in a man. Right. But they're looking at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't look at mom. What is she doing? Exactly. How is she acting? Don't think about the man you want. Think about your own character. Think about your conduct. Think about your relationship with the Lord like Abel did. Mm-hmm. He thought about those things. He didn't look at Cain. He just looked. He kept his eyes on the Lord. And so as we conclude this podcast, you don't let envy be the silent killer of your faith mm-hmm. of, or any relationships, your finances, whatever. Honestly, look to the Lord. Don't look at your brother and sister. Look to the Lord. I'm going to let Christina, anything you want to close, any closing statements that you want to? Yeah, just one thing that you said that um, it's not necessarily a scripture, but you know that saying, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. That's so key. You know, that is scripture, by the way. Believe it or not, I found it. Okay. Lot, when God, when uh, Abraham told Lot, you know, pick the land, he saw the grass that was greener okay. on the other even, side. Even more perfect, so it fits yes. right in. But, you know, one thing that I want to encourage you know, whoever's listening to do is tend to your garden, tend to your there grass, you go. water you know, your own lawn, water it, you know, tend it, know it, right, you know, and so right. wh- whether that be, you know, um, like you talked about in marriage, maybe yeah. children that you're like, yeah. I wish I had those people's kids because they're better. Yeah. You know, look at yours and ask the Lord, what do I need to do? How can I be a better exactly. mother, father, whatever role that you have, instead exactly. of being envious of somebody, Focus on how do I become the person that I need to be exactly. to my loved ones. Exactly. That's awesome, Chris. Would you mind closing in prayer, sweetie? Just sure. praying for people who are have, who are struggling with envy right, right. now. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this beautiful day, God, that yes. you've given us. And yes. God, before we um, go about the rest of our day, Lord, I pray that for whoever is listening, Heavenly Father, yeah. first of all, for peace during these troubled times that I know that a lot is unknown and right. um, and maybe even scary for what for that person, Heavenly Father. Right. But right now, I just thank you for peace. And I pray, Lord God, that um, whatever that this person is going through, whether it be envious, yes. and maybe they don't even realize it, realize it, but after listening to this podcast, realizing I am envious, Lord. Right. We pray, first of all, God, that our eyes would be open to your truth, Father God, that yes. we are blessed, whatever our circumstances are, Lord. Yes. Thank you for giving us the life that you have. And yes. and forgive us for being selfish and be, <laughs> for being jealous, Lord, because we have all been. I can say firsthand that I have been. Yeah. But, Lord, we are so thankful um, for what you've blessed us, blessed us with, and we will do better um, to be better with what you've given us heavenly father that we will tend to our our sheep so to speak that we will tend to the flock that you've given us the the job that you've given us the the family the husband the children that you blessed us with lord and that we will do the absolute best that we can do to be better for them heavenly father Mm -hmm. not to be perfect because we know that it's not attainable um without especially without you father but Lord. lord um I just pray, Father, that we would be sensitive yes. to what you were telling us to do yes. and just to live our life um, 
not through the eyes of envy or jealousy, yes, Father Lord. God, but through your eyes, Heavenly Father. Yes. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, listeners, you have a blessed day and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.